All right, guys, welcome back to the Landco podcast. We are September. I'm not sure what episode it is because I think we combined a few, a couple episodes back, but we are year-round whitetail hunter September um, with Matt Lynch. We uh, lost Pudic, which is no big deal. He's <laughs> uh, He hates these anyways, but he's uh, out in the field harvesting already, and he was like, what Matt knows better than I do. He, he was, was he was elk hunting for a few weeks out. Uh, I think he was New Mexico elk hunting. Right. I should have shown that picture. I don't know if he can. He got an awesome one, but he did get a good one. Anyways, uh, he wouldn't have been much help. So um, <laughs> no big deal. Matt and I chatted a little bit before September is. Um, I don't know. It's kind of preparing for the season, right? There's not a bunch that goes into September, right? No, you know, it's really just uh, making sure that you. Uh, are ready that you've got everything set up for the season so that uh, when the time comes, you're not uh, scrambling to make changes or do anything drastic and kind of just uh, trying to be, I think kind of trying to be as hands off as you can on your farm, just to kind of let things settle down before, you know, you start uh, putting your, your footsteps on your places. Yep. So roll us through the process. I mean, I think I know most of this, even though I'm not into it as much as you guys. So last um, episode, which I think was the, when we combined them, right? So it was, what would that be? July, August? Right, exactly. So that's when you guys were heavy in the trail cameras, right? Right. It was um, making sure our cameras were out, they were in the right places, um, you know, trying to, you know, get an inventory of the deer herd, what's out there, what's moving, where, where are they moving? Um, just make sure everything's set up in the right spots. Okay. So what did that... I might word this wrong, but I know you're going to know what I mean. Like, so were you able to pattern one or did you learn from those trail cameras what you wanted to moving into the season, which we're now into the season. So we don't need to talk about that when it's October 8th. So don't worry about that. But like moving back a week ago, um, what'd you learn from your trail cameras and how did you apply that? Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, it kind of let me know what, what areas of different farms were being utilized more. Um, you know, throughout the summer and into the start of, uh, as we approach October and, uh, it kind of let me know what, you know, the access points into some of our food plots were, you know, sometimes it changes. Um, you know, we try to keep the big, you know, trails, uh, and funnels into the different food plots open, but, you know, sometimes things change, you know, you get, uh, some big fallen trees in the timber that, you know, block some travel routes that you don't get to. And, you know, that kind of redirects things or, um, for whatever reason, you know, uh, sometimes deer just come out of different areas that you're not used to uh, compared to other seasons. So, you know, July and August, it was kind of getting, you know, some intel on where these deer were moving around. And uh, here in September, we've, we've got it figured out. It's really just uh, seeing if we can get anything patterned um, on our cameras, you know, where the deer are coming in and out of and what times and, right. uh, you know, how, what their behavior is like while they're in there. So walk us through, because um, you're monitoring what a few farms, right? So walk us through what you do if you pattern one and what you mm -hmm. do if you don't, because those are probably different answers, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's so weird. I've got some farms that I don't even really bother doing much on until uh, after the, the crops get harvested and it gets towards the, you know, the, the chasing phase of, of rut, you know, late October. October into, you know, early mid November is when I start really going after some of these places just because they're harder to hunt early season. They're more mm -hmm. large ag fields, big blocks of timber. Um, 
and some of our other ones, they're they're great. We've got lots of green fields on them. So, um, you know, we've got one or two farms. I've had some really good ones patterned. It's more uh, checking on the cameras that we have out there right now, seeing where they're moving. And uh, I've had to move a couple cameras too when um, I know they're in the field, but I'm not getting eyes on them. So, you know, kind of move a couple cameras around in there just to see where they're moving throughout these food plots so that um, I know my stands are in the right place. And when I get out there, I've got a, an opportunity to get a shot at one of them. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask a few questions there. So like right. some, of the far- <laughs> some of those farms, and again, some of these are for the listeners, because I think I know what you'll say, but um, you said some of your farms that have, that aren't like easily accessible or have crops to the edge, you just let sit, right? Right. How big are those farms? What are we talking about? So one in particular, there's two of them. One is about 440 acres. The other one's about 250 acres. Okay. That's not what I expected, but I think the point will be the same. Let's, <laughs> let's say a dude buys, because um, we all run into this a lot. A guy buys 40 or 80 mm-hmm. and doesn't have great access. He buys it to hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, is sometimes the advice, if they're like from a few hours away, just to, and again, we're assuming that it's in Fulton, Peoria, Knox, somewhere sure. that air Woodford, somewhere that has good deer hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, is the advice from someone like you or Ryan or somebody that's a trophy deer hunter, if you don't, um, if you don't really know that farm or if you want to uh, err on the side of caution, just stay out and go when it gets good. Um, I think, I think there's a couple factors that go into it is one, if this is your first, um, first year going into it, you've not really had a lot of camera history on there. Um, well, let me give you a little more background. Okay. Like if it was me, right. I would probably do more damage than good trying to figure out what I have. Right. Mm -hmm. So like if, if Ryan, if I would get a deer farm, I promise you, Ryan would be like, just stay away from the farm and go when it gets good. Yeah. Um, my advice to anybody, if you don't have history um, on a farm, if you don't really know what you're getting into, I really, so especially if you're a deer hunter and you're going after trophy whitetails, my advice is, yeah, like what you said, do not educate these deer any more than you need to. Wait until it's good when they're a little more oblivious to what's going on they're not focused on what's around me they're focused on chasing those go out there and uh you know sit when you know they're going to be moving around good and and chasing get some inventory then chances are you're going to see one or two good ones at least but going out early in the season not knowing what you have not knowing really where they're moving or how they're moving um my best advice is somebody who's from out of town take the time early season go set your cameras up so that when you come back, uh, I think the best time anybody can hunt, especially um, for big deer, is the later part of October. They're not really just chasing like crazy, but they're up on their feet. They're checking mm-hmm. does. They're bumping them around. Get your camera set out in you know August, September, the early part of October, so that if you can make a trip back for the later part of October, you have a good idea what's out there then, and they're going to be on their feet most likely. Yep, for sure. We're kind of getting off topic, but I'm just curious now. Like, have you ever, these farms that you um, stay out of, have you ever put a bunch of trail cameras up early? Like, have you seen, do you have any experience what that cause and effect is? 
like the the uh, you know like the changes in deer patterns or um, daylight activity when you're out there. You know, have you seen any of those things? Uh, like, like I ask because sometimes, like when Ryan's moving to, a, well, I think you are to a certain degree, like those, um, like the cell cameras or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. Um, in my mind, I'm like that has to help a ton, right? Like you don't have to go out there. Um, oh, sure. Have you had that experience where you see what it does to either activity or daylight activity? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's mostly it's. Um, I don't think it changes really. You know, the deer moving in the daylight versus being nocturnal. I think it's more their uh, demeanor when they come into the field during the daylight. You know, if there's a lot of, if you've been out there a lot, um, you know, putting your scent out there, uh, making noise. You know, if you go to hunt and you watch these deer come out in the daylight, if they're, you know, used to, you know, smelling something that isn't right or hearing something that isn't right, they're going to come out a little cautious. They're always going to be looking around a little hesitant about, um, you know, just letting their guard down. But, you know, if you just go out there once or twice, you're in and out quick. Um, you know, these deer are just a lot more comfortable. Um, as I've noticed, they don't really pay attention to the little things that, uh, you know, might might not slide otherwise. Right. Okay. That's what I expected the answer to be. But um, so those- no, the, the cell cameras are definitely a game changer for sure. Yep. yep that's huge. Okay. Let's go back to uh, whatever our, our episode here that we should be talking about. So did you pattern any deer? Like did the, um, the cameras work? Is there anything that you're on now that was a result of the trail cameras? So I will say this. Um, most of, I think I, I don't know if I said this before. I don't go out early in the season. I don't, you know, waste my time going and sitting in a stand early season unless, you know, I'm going to take out a couple of does um, on places where we're overpopulated with them or if I've got a shooter uh, regularly coming into the daylight. Right now on a couple of farms, I would say I've got two that have been pretty regular in the daylight. Um, Is that I, one of the pictures? Should I pull it up? Yeah, you can pull that picture up. So... Um, I think I missed my opportunity, uh, on one, just because of scheduling. I couldn't get out, uh, that cold front that just rolled through. I couldn't get out the first couple days of it. And he was, uh, I mean, I could have told you to the minute pretty much when he was going to come out every day. And then, um, I missed my window. He's gone nocturnal now a little bit with these warmer temperatures. He's coming out after it gets dark. Uh, so I'm hoping I still have a chance to get on him, but, uh, I know he'll he'll probably stick around at least till the end of the month before. Do you have any experience with that deer? I, I'm awful at scoring deer. What's that? Just a solid ten? I do. He's a solid ten. I I put him close to 170 inches um, as a typical ten. We've got uh, we've got definite history with him. We saw him and had several pictures of him uh, the last couple of years. Last year, especially, we we passed him, knowing he'd be a lot better this year. Um, he blew up though. I mean, last year he was you know. 140s maybe 150 and this year i mean he blew up into you know i'd, I'd call him pushing 170 as a clean 10 which is you know really solid uh yeah he's he's definitely a good one i'm hoping you know once things cool down again next week maybe he shows his face again like get on him nice is this the um which you don't have to say it. is this the farm <laughs> where <laughs> um i can just i'm looking by the food plots here is this the farm where your old man shot that big deer last year this is not, this is a different okay. farm. That okay. farm has some big ones on it for sure. Um, just nothing uh, regular in the daylight yet, which is not uncommon. That farm is, 
uh, gets really good towards the uh, the latter part of October for us. Okay. Okay. So let's say you didn't pattern one. You're kind of like you, your approach is like there's no good one, so let's stay out and like, exactly let if, it kind of roll I, as natural as it can. I've got lots of great deer on camera right now, um, just not consistently in the daylight. Um, they're mostly nocturnal, so for those deer, it's uh, I have had to move a couple of cameras around just because there have been some some new ones that have shown up. Uh, so what I want to do is try to hone in more on where I think they're betting at, uh, so that I can put myself in a better position, uh, you know, to intercept them from from bed to food when the time is right. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? Do you have to move any stands based on pictures? Do you have to go back and clear anything again? This is September, so are you? I, I did. I uh, that bigger farm that I mentioned earlier. Um, I had. We've got lots of cameras out there. Um, I had a really nice one show up um, that I wasn't really expecting to see, and he kind of forced my hand into put a couple of stands up on uh, an area that I've not had stands before, just in preparations, knowing that uh, the crops out there will be coming out in you know a couple of weeks, and uh, as long as he's still moving through there, which I think he will be, um, you know, once the crops are out, I have a feeling. Uh, I will see him in the daylight then. So I've got stand work already and the cameras are in good spots for that. So, okay. Yeah. What yeah. else? Shooting bow, washing clothes. I think my cameras are in good spots right now. I'm not quite ready to, you know, transition them onto scrapes yet. I'm still on food, uh, you know, until they really start, uh, until I start seeing you no know, more sign of scrapes popping up and, uh, more rubs. I'm going to just keep them on food sources. Uh, so my cameras are good right now. My stands are good. It's really just making sure that, uh, I'm shooting straight and my clothes are washed and everything's ready to go. If, uh, a deer, you know, all of a sudden starts showing up and I can have an opportunity to go after him. Yeah. Well, you guys are fortunate to have, well, you guys are on the cutting link. You're on, the, or you are, mm -hmm. do they, do they text your pictures or do you go check them out that one base camera still? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to move to the cell version uh, fortunately enough for us on a majority, I'd say, you know, three out of our five farms, uh, were either out there yeah. numerous days during the week, or I'm within a five minute drive to get to these places and, uh, can check them very easily. So I'm not quite needing the cell version, uh, for those, but, uh, a couple of our other farms, a little bit farther of a drive and a little bit harder to navigate through the property without, um, yeah you know, doing some damage as I call it, uh, putting my scent out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to move to the cell version on, on those. I kind of want to move. This is entirely off topic, but <laughs> that's right. I, yeah. I want to use those to waterfowl scout this year. We've got See, like, I, I know absolutely nothing about waterfowl scouting. So like, I didn't well, know you could, I didn't know you could pattern birds like that. Well, so, um, like 90% of our hunting occurs, or maybe more than that. Um, at like our blinds we already have right and people just go to them but there's probably well i don't know 10 or 12 other little areas that we have that throughout the course of the year ducks use them mm -hmm. but not consistently enough to you know have blinds or set up on them because they're just not incredible spots but when they're when they want to be there they can be really good sure 
But a lot of times we don't know that till like, you know, double click, you know, Jason's like, Hey, go here. I'm telling you the birds are here and no one ever listens to him, but he's always right. Right. But if we knew that, like on my farm or double clock or a couple of these other places, if we had cameras, it's like, Hey guys, there've been mallards in this hole for six days in a row at three o'clock. Then you just go. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work. <laughs> I mean, it's worth a try. It, well, you can't uh, even buy those now. They're like sold out everywhere. I know. Um, I guess you kind of have to know somebody we'll call know who knows somebody, you know, kind of to, uh, yeah. to get that. But it's, it's like I tell anybody, they're a great tool for knowing that there's, you know, in terms of deer hunting, in terms of knowing that there's a really nice deer out there, getting a general sense of what he looks like and when he's out there. Um, the picture quality is definitely not, you know, like you're going to get on some of the nicer cameras that aren't, uh, on that system uh but yeah but when you get a when you get a good one you can choose to download it or is that not how it works oh you have to go to the actual camera yeah you can pull the chip out of there and that's going to have a lot better quality image on it but uh the one that it you know transmits either your home camera to your cell camera it's just it's not the you know it's not the greatest quality image but it serves its purpose yeah i was just thinking in terms of like marketing properties i don't know if those pictures are good enough to maybe i mean for yeah, for marketing it, you know, publicly, like showing it to people, uh, I wouldn't say it's gonna, you know, wow them. But I mean, if people are interested, and you can text them images, and they're gonna know there's big yeah, cow. yeah, for sure. It's cool for that. So, well, um, watch the next waterfowl episode, and maybe I'll ask Jody about that. But uh, hopefully, we'll have that. Well, yeah, this coming year. So, I, guess, I mean, I'm about to buy fifteen or twenty more of them to put on our big farm. So. Uh, well, so you can buy those, but this, the cell ones are the ones that are tough to get right now, right? Yeah, I got a, I think they were, a bunch of them were sold out. I just checked their website today and it looked like some of them were back in stock. So okay, maybe in luck, you might want to have to jump on that quick though. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of like patterning, how many days do you have to see one in a row to be like, I need to get out there now? Um depending on the size of the deer, but like if you see a deer out two days in a row in the daylight in the same spot, is that good? Or does it take four or five? No. I mean, if there's a great one in the daylight in one of my food plots, just one night, as long as the weather is consistent or is to my benefit for, you know, the next day, I'll, I'll go after seeing it once. Okay. But you know, if I were to see a great one show up in the daylight when, you know, the temperature drops 10 degrees and, you know, it's a, a north wind. Um, but the next day is going to go up, you know, and be warm again. And, you know, winds changing, then chances are, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I may wait to see if he moves in that kind of condition. Right. Or, right. I really, I hate, I use the term, I hate educating the deer any more than I have to. I don't want to go out there and put my scent out there um, and sit just, to say that I was going for them, I'd rather, uh, you know, feel like the advantages in my corner. Right. So. What else? So you're planning for, it's October now. So pretend it's not. It is October. And, um, and we're not too far into it. Usually we're like a month late recording these. We're, we're about on time. The eighth this isn't bad. Yeah, yeah, so like put your, like pretend you're, it's like a week ago. What do you, mentally what are you preparing for in october like what can we kind of expect next episode um 
some really good pictures of ones that I'm going to be going after here probably in a couple of weeks. Uh, unless, you know, I think it's going to cool down next week. So, um, just talking preparations, uh, checking cameras. So you think this will hold, you think this will kind of hold until mid to late October and then you'll start hitting it. Yeah. It's so right now my, I mean, it's like this every year, um, for the first few weeks, it's checking to see if anything's patterned. If nothing's patterned, it's waiting on a really good weather front to roll in. Um, and you know, if I know that there is a good one on a farm that is not quite in daylight, but is close and we get a, you know, a cold front coming through, mm -hmm. I will, I will most likely jump into a stand and, and see if that puts him on his feet in the daylight. Uh, other than that, it's really just, uh, taking the inventory of good bucks on every farm and deciding which one I want to be going after when it gets really good towards the end of the month. How much of that are you going to share next, next month? <laughs> You know what? Uh, Depends if you have one down. <laughs> yeah, it does. I've, I've got to say, I've, I am excited about this year so far. Um, I've definitely got a couple. Uh, it's it's rare to get you know super excited going into deer season unless you get a really good one. And I can say I'm I'm excited about a couple of different farms with some ones that have shown up. So, uh, yeah, I hope I can show some pictures. Uh, to <laughs> I'd like to say I've got my hands on them in, in the pictures, but we'll see. Okay. Um, we miss anything? It's kind of more of a uh, stressful. I, I talked to a few people about the waterfall episode. I don't know if it like relates at all, but it's like, you know what? We don't, we don't do a ton in September or even early October, but you start stressing about stuff that doesn't like may or may not happen. It's like, Oh man, there's no rain in the forecast. You know, usually we want rain don't want rain. Now it's like, I need stuff to start filling up, you know, so we don't have to run the pump. So I stress about that. You stress about everything that doesn't really matter because it usually right. feels like the same, but, uh, yeah. I don't you know. know this like, is oh man, they, they're not opening Canada for hundreds. <laughs> well, that's good news. And then someone's like, no, that's awful news. Like what? So we like start stressing about everything that again, it's going to yeah. be fine. But we could use a little bit more rain. I'd like to see our food plots get a little bit more moisture on them before, you know, we get some heavy frosts. Yeah. But, but do you stress about your, like your neighbor hunting or your, you know, any, anything else that like, you can't <laughs> control? I mean, I will say this. We've been very fortunate to have some really good neighbors on a lot of our farms. Um, and I will say some of our other farms, I wish um, some of the neighbors would get on the same page. But, you know, it's, it's out of our control and you just do yep. it. And that's why we set some of our farms up. The way we do to try and pull deer more towards the interior and um, give them everything they need, you know, bedding, water, and food, and stay out of those places as much as we can, so that uh, they don't feel the need to have to uh, wander off too far. Yep. So, okay. Yeah. Well, go ahead and stress away until next episode, <laughs> and we'll uh, expect to see not only something in, like a kill picture, but a bunch of good uh, trail camera pictures because Pudic is not going to share his. I promise you. You know what? I was texting back and forth with him today, and I sent him a handful. I was like, "Here's you know some of our better ones on all these farms and everything." And uh, he's like, the, "You know, those are really good deer." Um, I saw. I have a couple good ones too. <laughs> That's it. But no, no pictures back. Appreciate it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. Every yeah. time, every time he kills one, you know, it's like 190 inches. Like, do you know that one was there? He's like, "Oh yeah." I'm yeah. Like, well, thanks for giving us a heads up. Right. <laughs> Yeah, he's uh, 
he always just comes out of nowhere with these big ones that you yeah. think he's going after nothing. And all of a sudden, you know, you find out he had a handful to choose from and ended up getting the biggest one. Um, he said he switching subjects again, kind of, but, uh, he said he got some cool footage, um, of the elk kill on that. What's it called? Tact cam or tactic. Oh, tact yeah. Um, do you have one of those? I don't. I, uh, you should, you should get one. So then we I can should. have some footage when, when it I've all got, goes down. I've got the GoPro, um, like a really nice one. And I tried connecting that to my bow one time to take a shot. And, uh, I've heard tactic cam is a lot better. Um, I've just always said like some of these guys that you see filming and everything and, and all that, I will never let the camera stop me from shooting. Like, I know. I know. Oh, it's not the right, it's not the right shot and all that. These, I feel like you can, I've heard you can attach to your bone. It's just, you know, it's no worry. So, so I think it's on like what your stabilizer, right? right. So it's just like, yeah. I don't know. He said the footage is awesome. That's good. From I'll have to look camp. into it. I just want to make sure it's not something like drawing back and it's like, Oh crap. I forgot to hit the record. Button. Right. Everything. So, yeah. Well, I'd much rather, I'd much rather be focused on making, making a good shot than making sure I get good footage of it. So I'll have to talk to Pudic about how that all works. Yeah. We'll buy a corporate tact cam video. I like it. <laughs> all right. Cool. Um, anything else we missed? I don't think so, man. It's going to get, uh, you know, October when it's, uh, you know, we'll probably record it towards the end of the month or start in November. And I hope that we've all got uh, some harvest pictures and some good stories to tell you. That's when it starts getting good. Okay, cool. Well, uh, next month's episode and the next one, you know, um, because Pubic is usually a one deer guy, but that's not, you know, you'll certainly shoot a few, won't you? Um, yeah, I mean, depending, especially since we have, you know, five different farms to choose from. Yeah. Unless so the, next, if I've got, the next few months should be kind of cool episodes. Oh, for sure. If I've got, you know, mature deer on, um, any of these farms that I feel I got the opportunity to go to, then, then yeah, I obviously don't, we don't want to, um, you know, overhunt one farm and take out more deer than we need to. But if there's mature deer walking around and obviously, mm -hmm. uh, we'll take advantage of it. Okay. Well, I'll start recording some of the stuff. We'll show clips so, so you can, we can follow along with what you're seeing. Tell you that. I'll, uh, I'll do my best. Deal. You're not going to do it. None of you guys ever do it. <laughs> I, I can at least try and, you know, maybe record after the harvest, maybe try and record me walking up to it and kind of taking you through there the hunt. You can kind of, the play by play. So you don't get to see it, but you can kind of relive it. Well, I want the footage of like, ah, no, I saw a nice 10, but it wasn't, it wasn't what I was looking for. Like, oh, oh you cool. I want to see that. What's that? You want the play by play from the stand? Totally. 100%. Yeah. You'll probably. <laughs> You, sometimes you probably don't want the pissed off footage of me when I'm. Well, that's all right. We can we can edit it out after the hunt. Like, oh, I saw a big one, but some stupid doe started blowing at me because a, you know a leaf fell in front of her and she freaked. I do out. want. That's exactly what I want to see. Exactly. <laughs> all right. I'll okay. Try and, I'll try and keep it PG thirteen then. Yeah. Well, I'll try to talk these guys into it. Don't count on it. But uh, um, <laughs> thanks for listening. This was September. Uh, the next three months are during season, so we expect kind of. Uh, a little more interesting stuff moving forward. But again, thanks for listening. And Matt, let's do it again about a, uh, a month from now. Sounds good, man. Thanks. Right.